Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Takey Sides with the Dashleys, the podcast where you send in your shiz and, and we, we talk, talk about, about it. it. We are not experts. That's we right. may not even have good advice. We just tell you what we would do if we were you. Hey, that was good and that rhymed. Let's do this, Ash. Let's start with the questions, but first let's roll the intro. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us. The Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful maybe helpful and definitely entertaining so please send in your submissions to taking sides with the dashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts cool let's go let's go yeah i've had like a realization today a little bit Great. a realization i think i envisioned marriage growing up as some like some like union where you become one and really but and, all and of like your dreams come true. I don't know, but obviously in my head, becoming one meant my wife becoming exactly like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm realizing more than ever now, it's just two people choosing to live together, and you can't control the other person. It's you ver- can't it's like very much a commitment. It's a it's a commitment that you make every day. And you can't control the other person. You don't determine what they think or how they feel about things. And it's truly like this partnership where you have to talk together and work out things. Or else, obviously, you're going to be mad at each other and want to separate. I just can't imagine if like, if we had just decided to live with each other and not get married. I don't know how those people stay together because it would be so easy. To just call it off? Like the thing that holds me to you on the days where... I feel like I might hate you is the the fact that we committed to a marriage. It's not like that it would take so long to get divorced and it would, we would need a lawyer. It's the fact that I like promised my life to you. And I like, I want to stand by that, but there's just like really hard yucky days sometimes where you don't know why you're still married, except for the fact that you're married. But we've always had good days after the hard days. Like it's never always bad. Yeah, It's just, I can't, I think it would be really hard on a bad day to not be married because we would both just be like, maybe we just shouldn't be this. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I feel like that sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. What? I was going to say something, but I forgot. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. I remember. Um, it's that it's that uh, happily married doesn't mean like you're these two blissful like people that never argue or it, happily married means that you keep trying and hopefully getting a little bit better at it each day and you're working really hard at it. It doesn't mean that it's like super easy. I think of happily married as that point that we come to where you can disagree with me or I but laugh about it still no like or I offend you and there's no like anger it's just I think we're having a misunderstanding 
Let's talk about and this. And let's agree to disagree because we love each other and we're living together and we're committed to each other and we don't agree on this and that's okay. Like what you said just hurt my feelings and I'd like to talk more about it. And you're like, oh, cool. And it doesn't awesome. offend me. I would have never wanted to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Let me explain myself. Yeah. Um, that's what we talked about this in the last podcast to our therapist said, when you boil it down to the common denominator of emotions, that's where the real conversation starts to happen. But when you stay like cerebral and logical about your arguments, they have just as logical argument as you do about their side. And things will never get solved when you're battling logically. But when you boil it down to how you feel and how they feel, and you can talk on those terms, then that's where shiz gets done. And if you can validate the other person's emotions without taking it personally or getting defensive and saying, that must be really hard, or tell me more about that, or how else did it make you feel? And like 90% of the time, our therapist tells us every single week we go, it's 90% of the time the problems solve themselves when you're able to express your emotions and how you feel about something. Yeah. The people don't do it logically. The emotions get expressed and your own brain has something to chew on and think about and work with when you can boil it down to the emotion and express your emotions. So okay. like we can throw in our own taking sides and you guys can, this is what we discussed in therapy the other day. Dallin and I have this terrible thing when we fight or when we have a disagreement, Dallin is always very quick to apologize. And that's great. And that's like a great skill that he has. Um, whatever it is he's apologizing for. And sometimes when he does that, I'm not ready to apologize or I don't have the words for it or the feelings for it, or I don't feel like I did anything quote unquote, quote wrong. And Dallin will pause for me to apologize. And then I don't say anything because I know that he's pausing for me because he thinks it's my turn to apologize. And I hate that. And so I don't say anything. And then he feels hurt when I don't apologize. And that's what we talked about in therapy the other day. And we didn't get far. Except, and I think I'm a mull it over person. I've been thinking about it a lot. And I wasn't here yesterday. This is when our therapist told us about emotions and getting down to the emotions. I feel like you're asking me, and you didn't know any of this. I feel like you're just kind of being my parent and being like, now it's your turn to apologize. Say you're sorry. And I just rebel against it hard. And I don't even like saying it. But if you were to say, instead of what you did was wrong, say, like, if we, if we talked about emotions instead of about the, the action more, I don't feel like my action was wrong because I didn't intend hurt. Or I didn't, yeah, there was no intention, but somehow it got there. Or you, like, somehow it gets there. And sometimes I don't even think you need to apologize because I'm like, you obviously didn't mean it. Like, I felt something because of it, but you obviously weren't intending it. I guess anything. I'm so quick to apologize for hurting you. It's not the thing that I did. I just apologize for hurting you or misunderstanding or, or like, yeah, it's not always the thing that I did. But we're, it's always revolving around the thing. Like, we've never gotten yeah. to like you saying I felt really sad when you said that because I thought this it would be so much easier for me to be like oh I didn't intend for you to feel that I'm sorry you felt that that's what our therapist was getting down to it's but it's also like taking the blame off of me like letting me be a good person like I, I wasn't intending to make you feel like xyz mm -hmm. when I did this or said this and you felt that because of 
because of where your mind went or experiences you've had or what you interpreted my actions as. I don't feel like apologizing for what I did because I like, I honestly feel like I did nothing wrong. Like my intentions were pure and my actions were pure. They were just misinterpreted. I felt like the way I received it, I deserved an apology, but I'd received it differently than how you meant to send it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Your intentions were good, but I got offended by the way you said it or, or by how I interpreted it or something instead of being curious and digging more like seeking context instead of just concluding that you meant to hurt me and then saying you must apologize when in reality you never meant to that's not what you intended yeah. stuff like that and that's where it can get off uh-huh and there and, and, and then, then I, I and then when you don't apologize it makes me even more mad because i'm like oh she's just so prideful well i interpret you trying to make me apologize as like the most condescending thing you could do to me well i'm never trying to like parent you well but that's like how i, I just feel like it. you should apologize for hurting my feelings but you're thinking i'm making you apologize for what you did which wasn't wrong in and of itself right is that what you're saying right that's why it's important to communicate based on feelings and emotions rather than the logical arguments in your head that's our therapy session for you yesterday there you go the day after the therapy session we failed and got into an, a terrible fight uh-huh like a terrible one yeah, I went to the gym and then Ashley, I came home and Ashley said she's really stressed right now because the time that I went, used at the gym uh, was could have been crucial time where where I could have worn out the kids so that they napped so we got some work it, done. It was worked. We could have been worked. And I was feeling very blamed and ac accused. Me. And like, and it was hurtful and I felt guilty and bad. Well, I wasn't Ashley trying to make you feel guilty or bad. wasn't trying to make me feel that way, but the way it come off made me feel that way. And instead of just saying... I'm feeling really bad and like blamed and like you're accusing me of this. I would have given Ashley a chance to explain herself saying, and no, I was okay that you went to the gym. These are just kind of the consequences with the plan that I, I had in my like, head. This is just what I'm feeling. Like, it's just what I'm feeling. And I'm like, and instead of taking it super personally, I could have been like, man, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Like it's a reality that like, I needed to go to the gym and, and like, that's what I chose to do with my time. How, where can we go from here? And I could have validated her emotions. I but wasn't instead, mad I just, that you went to the gym. I just, I just felt you. so anxious and stressed because we weren't, the things that I thought we needed to get done that day weren't happening. And I, if I felt like we didn't have time to do them anymore. Yeah. And I could have validated your emotions. Like, man, like, tell me more about that. Like, shoot, that, that must be really hard. That is, that is stressful. That is one approach that was like, that probably won't work out anymore right. since I used it that time. It didn't happen. Like but snarky I took comments super, were thrown. Yeah, snarky comments were thrown. And then like one thing led to another and we got really mad at each other. And, uh, but then afterwards we just like, I just was like, gosh, I guess this is an example of how we should have boiled it down to emotions. We just jumped and off just hugged a cliff. it out, bit, you know, like Michael Scott, and said, like, "Freak, I love you." Like, what the heck was that? And then, but in that moment, it was like we were like, "Do we even love each other?" Like, we jump off a cliff so fast from being like happily married to being like, I don't even know what we're doing in this family <laughs> together. We're very volatile. <laughs> it's very volatile. Yeah. Anyways, that's us. Uh, well, hopefully that's a good example to you of how important it is to boil it down to how you're actually feeling. And our therapist said, like told Ashley to ask me, how did that make you feel? And then Ashley and I both said, well, I would, well, Ashley said it first. She said, I think he would just feel like I was mocking him. I if, don't know if mocks the right, you know what I meant? Like, yeah, that I was just patronizing just, you. Like, yeah, patronizing me. And, um, 
but our therapist turned to me and he said, you're not going to be offended by that. Are you, you're not going to think she's mocking you. And I was like, um, <laughs> we've never spoken like that before, but no, no, I tried it <laughs> once and it was like very volatile. So, but I probably wasn't but like, super nice about it. Maybe, or... maybe just as we get used to like saying that as we help each other boil it down to the emotion of it, it all, it feels like you're talking to a kid. It does. How did that make you feel? And if we just preempted it with, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I'm really working on communication right now with you. Like, how did that make you feel? And cue me <laughs> or down being like pissed. I feel pissed. I'm you. pissed. That's what it made me feel. No, like, I'm okay. effing over it. That must be so hard for you. <laughs> no. And the hardest part is like, to is not taking it personally when the, you're the one that caused these emotions in the other person or, or not like cause, but like, had a large part to do with it. It's just really messy because we're trying to be business partners and marital partners. And it's just messy. It's and hard. You need to, we just don't have the communication skills that we need to do that. We are working on it. it I wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered to me if Dallin went to the gym whenever, if we weren't working together, because I wouldn't be sitting home stressing and being, feeling helpless to accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish and not being able to do it. I've learned that the thing that stresses me out a lot of times about you know kids and all the responsibilities that we have working for ourselves and things is that I don't have uh the freedom to do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted like I used to that's what we want to talk about next week with our therapist that is why it's why it's scary it is and um and that is why it has been such a relief and a relaxing thing to plan out our days and weeks together is because you can schedule in the important things and that's your time to have freedom and say, we need to do this here. We need to do this here. And your freedom is just scheduled. Literally scheduling will give me, you freedom. And it brings me so much peace session. to just be able to look at the, look at the planner and say, this is coming up. That's coming up. I got to do this. And then once I do this, I will feel accomplished and I won't feel stressed about, should I be just chilling with the kids or, or the family or do I need to be working type thing? Dallin's preferred planning session like how he prefers it to go is very empowering to me too because he takes the planner first and he writes down when he wants to go to the gym and then he hands it to me and he's like what what he's like what are we doing this week for work <laughs> and i look at him and i'm like do you have any ideas and he says i have zero ideas <laughs> and then he sits by me while i plan things out and then he says i love it <laughs> yeah and i'll say i'll like turn to him and ask, do you care what we do? Are you going to be on board with this? And you're just like, I don't care what it is. Look, as long I just as scheduled what's important it. to me here. I'm good with the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's very chill about it. It's funny that you hated planning before. It I was just, like the thing that you I were like, I thought that planning was going to restrict my freedom. But yeah. now I realize how planning gives me freedom. When you quit your job, it was like, I just quit my job. I don't want to have to like yeah. cage myself like, in with a weekly I'm planner. finally done with work, you know? Mm -hmm. But in reality, I'm working more than I ever have. Yep. And uh, have lots of responsibilities. And we're just scheduling it now. Super detailed schedule. And we're just accomplishing a ton. And when you write it on a schedule, there's so much more free. It's like budgeting. Dave Ramsey always says you're going to get a raise as soon as you start budgeting. Because you never knew. Like, you don't know how far your money can go until you decide where it goes. Every dollar has a name. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. When we made our schedule, we've been thinking, gosh, we need a nanny or gosh, we need a babysitter coming in twice a week or, but we made it and we put down everything that needed to happen. And there was like, like a crap ton of free time. 
Yeah. No, it's like when I was a missionary, I was so productive because you plan every hour of every day as a missionary. Mm -hmm. And when we're like scheduling appointments with people, they're like, oh, oh, I can't do it that day. I have a doctor's appointment. And in my head, I'm like, how long does that take? Like two hours? There's there's 24 hours in a day and you're sleeping for like six to eight of those. What else are you doing? You know, it would just stress me out. And I am now relearning what I learned on my mish that planning is so important and really gives you a lot of freedom to accomplish so much than if you're just flying off the seat of your pants. Do you feel like you have a concierge when we do planning and I come up with everything you're going to do all week? Yeah, it's lovely. And you're like, all right. Like, it's like a assistant. cruise excursion every day. <laughs> Why, thank you, tour Get guide. on the bus, Joe. Uh-huh. It's really, really nice. Okay, let's get well, into Well, this some... is turning into our own Taking Sides episode. Should we do a few questions? Yeah, let's do some questions. All right, let's just pull them up right here, shall we? I would also like to acknowledge that we didn't get a fu- in a fight talking about very emotionally sensitive material just then. When? Just now. Oh, about saying sorry and stuff? Yeah. I am acknowledging our maturity in this moment. Oh. I too acknowledge it. Look at us. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. All right, here's our first question from Sierra. Do you think couples should go to premarital counseling? What advice and tips can you give for the first year of marriage? Mm, yes, I think that would be a great gift. Like it couple weeks of counseling as a marriage gift oh, that would be that would say i wish we did that I would set you off like, on such a good foot for your first year of marriage we just had a lot of untalked unspoken issues when we got married because we just wanted to be happy and we didn't want to cause a fight and, we, and when things came up it was like okay like we didn't know how to talk about it we did definitely didn't know how to boil it down to emotions and discuss based on how your feelings are yeah like on and my how side, to validate those like properly there was a lot of insecurity a lot of upheaval as far as moving and leaving people and, and not knowing if down a lot of expectations a lot like, of wanting to please others and, and it would have been really great to have someone hold our hand through those things. so so nice and premarital counseling doesn't have to cost a lot of money like church a lot of churches offer it as part of like before you get married. Imagine what going to our church and being like, I've just never done that. That seems scary to me. I like real therapists who are just like real therapists and you well, don't have to I go mean, to church with our them. Our therapist said that he gets a lot of people from church. like Yeah, like referred to him uh-huh. by a church leader. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the church helps pay for it? No. No? Maybe. I don't know. You'll don't have to know. check with your church and see what options are available or classes. Um... And then she said, what advice and tips can you give for the first year of marriage? Well, Ooh, what's one thing? You go just back and thing. listen to this whole podcast. <laughs> Hopefully it gives you some insight from the very beginning. And then also we have a what, what we wish we knew before uh, about marriage before we got married podcast on Big Little Life with the Dashleys. That's a, one of our most listened to podcasts. Definitely would recommend that one. But also that was recorded like a year, almost two years, a year ago. A year ago. And we've grown a lot in our understanding of marriage and communication since then because we have actually met with therapists and stuff i just we wish... talked about like love languages and things like that in the podcast it's still good but i feel like we're a little bit more mature on on communication and things like that now i i don't know how i would what i i just wish we could have there were so many things that were kind of 
off limits to talk about. Like for Dallin, it was off. Li- it, like I just didn't like talking to him about moving because I knew he kind of put walls up as soon as I said that. I was just so afraid of moving. Like we both had our things where it was kind of an untouchable topic because we one of us would put walls up. Yeah. So I wish we knew how to to get around them, those things, and to recognize what we were doing, like putting walls up. Just like I wish there was a way we could have been more free and accepting in talking about those things that we were like don't talk about subjects Mm -hmm. because they kind of just festered and came back two years later yeah okay my main advice that i would give for somebody about to get married is that friendship is based on emotional intimacy it's not based on attractiveness has something to do with it being sexually attracted to the person like getting along things in common but things in common do not necessarily mean that you're great friends it's based on emotional intimacy and feeling free to express your emotions to that person without fear of being judged or ridiculed. But just knowing, like just having solid mutual respect and being able to validate that person's emotions, whether or not you agree with them, you don't take it personally, you just validate and you learn to volley back and forth like, like a volleyball with like expressing an emotion, validating it. You express emotion, validating it. Like that is... That's the number one thing. That's what all, all that our therapist talks about and uh, being feeling safe with the other person to express your emotions and have them validated. And our therapist just says like he, our therapist is actually engaged right now. And he's like, just talks about how amazing their relationship is because they just talk about everything together and validate each other's emotions and just talk and work things out together. And he said they have like the most amazing relationship I think the, um, yeah, I think like when I think of my best friends, they're not my best friends because we're the same person or because we like all the same things. We're super different. You don't even live close to them. Well, we're super different people. They're my best friends because they know, like we know how to talk to each other and we know how to, there's the whole, even though you're different, you're not wrong when you're best friends, like when with friends, but something happens when you get married where it's hard to believe that even though it kind of switches to if you're different, you're wrong. If switch from you me, feel if, you, if you're different, yeah, it becomes a threatened thing because it because it's your life too, right? There, and so it, if it's super different, you're like wondering if you're gonna have to compromise on a lot of things, and yeah, and it becomes a lot a more threat. personal and threatened if you have differences. Uh-huh. So it's like, is this really a threat or is it not? Like some major things, like those are things. Hopefully, you work out before you're married and decide if you're okay with the major things. And that's where trust comes in. And we didn't trust each other. Like I didn't trust that you would, if you knew I really wanted to live somewhere else, that you would move there. And I don't think you would have. Like at that point, we got to the point. That's just one example. The moving example. It's a very like mm-hmm. other huge non-emotional ones are example. Like, Children. Like major life values like like religion and children parenting and, stuff. and like parenting views. intimacy and like it like there's all those things where there's kind of a lack of trust that is he really going to if he knows what is so important to me is he really going to change a little bit how he acts or what he does or the course of his life mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah so i would read uh if i could recommend one book the self-centered marriage by hal runkle talks about uh, taking care of yourself for the other person and loving yourself for the other's benefit and beautiful, beautiful book. That's what I would recommend. Good luck. Congrats. And hope the marriage goes well. Ciara. Okay. Next question. This one is from Courtney. 
She says, hey, uh, the, the husband versus wife garbage bag edition is the subject line. Hey, I'd love for you guys to weigh in on this argument my husband and I have. Generally speaking, but especially while cleaning, I am a self-proclaimed spaghetti or popcorn brain and get distracted when doing one thing reminds me of another thing that I need doing. Dallin. That's so Dallin. Mean. Man, you should see how I studied the scriptures. It's like, oh, boom, boom, boom. Oh, that topic. Oh, this topic. Oh, that topic. Oh, I got to go. Okay, I'm done. The cell phone was <laughs> the worst thing that could ever happen to Dallin's Studying productivity. Or Just anything, anything else, any other productivity. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, Dallin, let's get together and have a five minute speed cleaning session. And I'll start and I'll turn around and Dallin will be like, Oh, I'm just checking us in for our flight tomorrow. And also I updated our profile. Like you do good things. And I just order just, something from Shift. You just literally do everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does Okay. So she says, does that even make sense? Anyway, yes, it definitely makes sense, Courtney. Anyway, when I take out the garbage, I usually forget to replace the garbage bag in the, gar- in the garbage can once I've walked the full bag out to the garbage. Which Instead is an accomplishment. Re- in and of itself. Instead of replacing the bag, if he needs to throw something out before I've gone back and remembered to replace it, my husband will throw his garbage no, into the no, empty no, garbage no, can. No, That is a sin. It's a sin. He you... doesn't put a new bag in because it's part of changing the garbage and says, I should do it. Whew. He also says he doesn't realize the garbage can doesn't have a bag, but I don't buy it. It's like... Says Courtney. P.S. Thanks for the consistently fun, entertaining, and appropriate content. Our 18-month-old is starting to recognize James and George is starting to watch vlogs with me from time to time. Oh, that's so Here's fun. the thing. Every girl has to learn to check that the toilet seat is down before you go if you live in a home with boys. Every boy should learn to put it down. But, like, it's just something you have to remember to do. It's like, if you're going to throw trash away... Look for a bag. Courtney, I'm not buying it either. If there's not a bag, know there's a bag in there. he knows. Like you just see it. Like you look. And if you're not looking, that needs to be a it's life skill. It's part of the fundamental. It's it's throwing stuff away 101. Yeah. Develop the life skill to Anyways, look for a bag. Here is here is the definite rule for all all future disputes about taking the trash out. Look, once you've taken the trash out, that's the chore. The other person should be grateful that they didn't have to take the trash out and put the bag in. Right. There are so many times where Dallin has taken the trash out and I need to throw something away immediately. And it's annoying. Yeah. Like that, not that Dallin didn't do it, just that I have to do it. It's annoying regardless. Yeah. Yeah. But but like you should quickly change that to, oh, I'm so grateful my spouse just took out the garbage so I don't have to. And I will gladly put a bag in And if I don't have time to put a bag. 10 seconds out of my life to do this. Like if I'm holding a screaming baby, I'll just put whatever I was about to throw away on the counter. And then when it's time that when the kids have calmed down, I will then put a bag in or maybe Dallin's come in and put a bag in. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... need to change that contempt to gratitude need real to, fast. Yeah. Because t- tell you're him, the one taking out the stinky, heavy trash. Tell him he's acting the fool. If he's <laughs> claiming that he... Like, if he's... What is he trying to prove? Just like be, Next time he complains, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to take the trash out next time? I mean, <laughs> do you, and then you have to clean out gross trash from the trash ba- like can. Why is it... I feel like it's usually the husband's job to lift the heavy trash. I mean, it doesn't matter. Anyone can anyways. do it. Maybe like he's at work or like, I guess it's, it's not just my job in our house. It's just your job. I'm the one house. that takes the trash out. Usually I change most of the dirty diapers. Thank you. Very there's much. just, there's a, there's a separation of <laughs> duties and that one. It sounds like you down. just need to have a good old fashioned separation of duties here and just clarify it once and for all where the line is drawn. Because I think that, 
the other person, they should just show gratitude that the other person took out the trash and gladly take a quick five to 10 seconds and put a new bag in there. Well, or in the least, just make sure that there's a trash bag in it before they throw their trash in. Yeah, that's just laziness. And if there's not, lazy, find another trash can. Okay, here we go. Alyssa Ward, cheap dates and good conversations. Hey, Dashies, my name is Allie, and I've been dating a really great guy for a while now, but we don't really go on dates. What do you do? It doesn't bother me that we don't do the typical dinner dates, but I'm looking for ways to spend good quality time together without the need to spend money. Hmm. Any ideas? I need to find ways to spark good conversation that doesn't involve breaking the bank. Okay, we can say what we did do, did did and do. Um, We went to the gym together. We used to go to the gym together and we would watch the TV together because we couldn't afford cable. While we're on the elliptical. So we would wait till our favorite shows came on like The Bachelor or like a presidential debate or the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And we would watch TV together while we worked out. Or we would just work out together. But we weren't really great at working. Like I, we always like, I always kind of got mad at you when we worked out together. I don't know what it was. I just didn't want to go and you were like, let's go. I just am in the zone trying to do my own workout and yeah, it's not, we, so we learned that we don't really work out great together, Right. but we could work on that if we wanted to. Ashley just doesn't really like working out in general. She just likes I like doing natural forms of exercise. Right. I would go hiking every day. Yeah. So, um. What else did we do? We went to Nickel Cades. Nickel Cades, we super country cheap. country dancing. Country dancing, like five bucks. We used to go to the store and we would get ingredients to make different salsas, like there's strawberry salsa. There's all different kinds of salsas. Look up fun recipes, go to the or store, send, spend like salsa. 10, 15 bucks. And so I guess we're still saying things that cost money, just well, not I mean, a lot like, of money. It's just not a lot of money. It's an investment in your happiness. Like everybody can budget for their food. I mean, and a and little it, bit it's like part of a food budget. So then you have a yeah. ton of salsa all day. We, um, we would make a lot of different do a lot meals. of hikes. We would make meals. A lot of walks. Making meals was really fun. Uh-huh, like find new meals. We would. Did you a can lot watch of hikes. YouTube. Watch YouTube. That's free. Go camping. We did camping a couple of times. We got into rock climbing outdoors. So a lot of these things, when we were really, really on a on a shoestring budget for dates, we were in college. So the college had a lot of free or included. We got into slacklining. That's kind of fun. Like we bought a slackline, and it yeah. kind of cost the same as a it nice was dinner. 90, 99 bucks or something. Or but two nice dates. But like, we did so many fun dates where we would take it to a new park or take it somewhere and then slackline. Yeah, we would go on a hike and just stack rocks. In the river or like along the stream, you didn't like stacking. I mean, rocks? I just it's. I'm not I find a it. lot of serenity. Yeah, Dallin really rocks. likes doing. It's that. like a beautiful thing to me. Um, um what else did we do? We just we <laughs> made out a lot. <laughs> Make out. <laughs> oh, we would go get ice cream, like just ice cream at Froyo at the Froyo. college. That was really cheap. We yeah. liked wa- and we would walk to get Froyo, and that was really fun. Or we would go to the store and buy a French bread loaf, and then like go to a park and eat it while we walked around or played frisbee. So I guess we just listed a lot of really cheap ooh, dates. Ooh, ooh, ooh! We would be—we were secret shoppers. Oh, that this was, was a some, good this one. This was a genius thing that we did. Yeah. There, it's get a into job. secret shopping, and then you get paid. How did we to get into the it? Date. There's or just at websites. Least, at least breaks even. Yeah, you sign up for these websites, and you can be a secret shopper. And stores have contracted with these companies to find people who will go and shop there. Um, and then they like go and re- like we would go and shop at Aldo's, and part of the job was to go shop 
at Aldo or Aldo, buy some Aldo shoes there. Or Clark's. Clark's. We would go to Clark's, buy some shoes, and then return it like an hour later. And we had to take all of these notes on how nice they were to us and what they did. And then we would take the money that we earned and go out to dinner at Chili's. I forgot about this. This was We awesome. did this like every we, It would weekend. be like 20, 25 bucks for the secret shopping experience. And that would pay for our dinner. And we'd go out and get the two for 20 deal at Chili's or something. That's what we did that all the time. And it was still fun, even though we we're technically like working. Uh, we just like got to go and... And we didn't have kids, so it wasn't like, oh, we have to go secret shopping for two hours. Yeah. That didn't, that wasn't really It was just part of a fun date. And then once you get good, you can build up to like secret shopping at restaurants and then your food is covered. We, oh, we used to go to Costco. We got a Costco membership so that we could go to Costco for dates and we would go during sample times around four (laughs) o'clock, three o'clock. And that would be our dinner. (laughs) And then it's just fun to look at stuff. That, that was the beginning of our love for Costco. That was the beginning of our love for our Costco. Our love for each other. Those were our ideas. Okay, hopefully that helped, Allie. Have fun. All right, this one is called Irish Triplets. Irish Triplets, Ash, from All Catherine. Right. Hello, Dashes. I love your podcasts and vlogs. I discovered you guys when I was in the hospital after delivering our second son. Fun. Okay, here's my question. We have a three-year-old daughter and a five-month-old son, and we just discovered we are expecting twins next year? I just, wow. I have so much stress so for wait, you. So wait, what does is, what is Irish triplets so mean? She, they're going to have three babies under the age of one. If you have two kids under the age of one, like two babies in the same year. They're, they're, that's they're, called Irish twins? Yeah. So they're, so she's having Irish triplet, triplets. It's a bit derogatory, but everyone says it, <laughs> okay. so it's okay. <laughs> the Irish are fine with it, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We are very stressed slash excited, very rightly so, and have already started talking names. Should twin names rhyme? Should they start with the same letter? Are the two kids have names that end with an N? Should these two match that? So many options. Well, I'm glad that this is what you're stressed about. There could be a lot of other things. I know to be you guys are about. awesome. Seems like that uh, you're you're handling this like a pro so far, Catherine, and that's awesome. Part of my fear of having a third baby is that we'll find out it's twins. I used to like wish for twins, really? and now I'm because it's like so cute. Yeah. And then I had kids and I just feel so much empathy and love and I want to serve people and who angst. have more than two, more than one baby at the same time. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. A lot okay, of work. Okay, well, some names. What do you think about twins? Uh, should their names rhyme? Should so they be I've phonetically thought about this a lot. Dallin's thought about it none at all. So I might be the more, one who talks more intertwined, phonetically intertwined. <laughs> Did you just say that? Phonetically intertwined. (laughs) Phonetically compatible. This is my issue with our family because we accidentally named both of our kids with J names. Mm -hmm. Granted, one is a G and one is a J. English. And they're both one syllable. So if we ever have another kid, are those rules that we need to follow? Will I become the Duggars after all? George, James, and Julius. (laughs) Third one. I don't, if we have another kid, I think I would purposefully not do a J name because I wouldn't want it to be a thing. Okay. Um, and I don't know if I would stick with one syllable. Those are the patterns we have now. One syllable J names. So, so the I'm, next one will start with a random letter and, and have a lot of syllables. I don't, I like the one syllable names, so I don't know if I would veer from that, but there are lots of names that I like that aren't one syllable. With twins, I think it is imperative that they do not rhyme and sound like a song. That's like our last name. I'm just very weird about that. I don't want my, like my name is Ashley C. Lee. I don't want my kids' names to sound like a nursery rhyme. And it never would. Like if they say, like no one says it like that. No one, but that's just a weird 
finicky thing that I have. So none of my kids' names can end in E because of our last name. So I'm very against the rhyming names with twins or like naming them like Kieran and Cameron. Just give them two separate names. They share so much. Give them two separate (laughs) names. Um, What was her other question? Should they rhyme? Should they have the same number of syllables? Should they both end with an N like their other two kids? This is all very personal. And again, these are just my thoughts. And if you've done things that are not what I'm saying, I think that's great. And I don't think it's wrong. This is just how I would name my own kids. Um, I would do different. Like I would do different syllables and different and different letters. I would try and make it very different. I think the different names sound really cute together though. Like the twins on Modern Family are named George and Poppy. So it's one syllable, two syllables, but it sounds really cute together. Mm -hmm. I think they're cuter if they're different and then they go together really well somehow. But then I think, I know people who have twin, like Five to Love has, they have quintuplets. They did something really cute where all the girls have flower names. And I think that's really, really cute. And then their boys, two of the twin boys are Lincoln and Logan. And that's really cute too. So I think, I don't think it's not cute. I just think it's kind of like preference. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so much to think about. Dallin's tuning out already. (laughs) Dallin doesn't talk to me about names until like the day. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Dallin comes in on the name conversation <laughs> two days after our baby is born. This is what it's going to be done. Yeah. So it's really, that's really exciting and fun. And it is. It's fun that you get to think about two names the whole pregnancy. That's what gets me through my pregnancy, just like name hunting because pregnancy sucks so bad. Yeah. At least for some people, at least for including me it Ashley. Does. Yeah. So there's Ashley's take on it, and but there are 5 million other people with 5 million other takes. So you do what makes you happiest, Catherine. Follow your heart they're because your babies. they're your babies. And don't tell anyone what mama. you're naming them because just name them what you want. Do the name reveal. That'll be your first YouTube video when you start vlogging I would your never life. tell people what I was naming my kids because I hated it if people liked the name and I hated it if they didn't like the name. Either way, you feel pressure if to keep it or change it. people came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I love that name, I would change it. Really? It was, I'm really weird. I don't know. I'm like a weird... Well, I don't want to please you with this baby name. <laughs> yeah, like this is my baby. How dare you Back be off. happy about their name? And, <laughs> and how dare you give me your approval? You don't deserve to give that to me. I get, I get super like territorial over all things baby when I'm pregnant. Okay, cool. Uh, you guys should fill in in the, in the Facebook page about this one and the other ones on, on the Taking Sides with Dashley's podcast Facebook group. Tied to the Dashley's Facebook page. Go and find it and join it. And you can join if the conversation. You understood that in the least. Give your tips on naming the let's let's name the twins. Okay, you guys. Uh, oh yeah, do that. Go do it. Go name their twins. Go name their twins on our Facebook group. Is it a boy and a girl? We don't oh, know. Oh, that would be good to know. It's good to know. Let us know, Catherine. Okay. Thanks you guys for listening. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>